It's almost like how you feel the difference between having sweats on and putting a tuxedo on. It really gets your head in the game in terms of focusing on what you need to do next to put your best self forward. Welcome everyone to the Cassandra Properties Podcast in our continued collaboration with Cesar Claro and the SIEDC in honoring Women in History Month. We wanted to continue to bring to you uh, some absolutely amazing women that are really making a difference here in the community in Staten Island. Uh, and with that, we are joined today by Gail Castellano, who is the Regional Director of New York Community Bank, formerly known as Richmond County Savings Bank. And we have Christine Garlisi, who is the Chief of Staff of the Nacocha Group and the Executive Director for the Lois and Richard Nacocha Foundation. Uh, we are joined once again by our wonderful, lovely Rebecca. Hey, Bex. Hi. Always a pleasure to see you 18 out of my 24 hours a day. <laughs> I know. And, and as always, we've got Petey hitting, you know, hiding in the corner on the ones and twos, making sure everything runs smoothly. So with that, ladies, thank you for joining me today. Great thank to be you. here. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's great to get time to sit down with you guys. Um, you know, it seems like we were talking about before we, we you know, jumped on that the schedules are crazy right now. It, it, it almost seems like it's busier now than it ever was before. Uh, and we're all running in different directions. So it's nice to get a few minutes to sit down and chat. Uh, I was wondering if we could jump in and maybe start with you, Chris, because uh, there's a, a very long history between our companies that may even go back and predate you. Uh, some extent. So back 30 plus years ago, my mom worked with Richie on the, uh, it was his first location for, I believe it was everything yogurt. Yeah. Um, I think they landed on the Staten Island mall back then, you know, yep. going back three decades plus and watching what you've grown into a several hundred acre, amazing campus, millions of square feet of hotel, hospitality, restaurants, offices. What has it been like, you know, being a part of a team that's grown so exponentially over the last 30 years? Well, I've been so blessed to know the Nicotra since 1998 when I worked elsewhere. Uh, so I just, I knew them as magnificent Staten Islanders and I was so impressed with them as business people came to work with them in 2008. And since then, I will say that they, they are wonderful business people. They're magnanimous people. They're also great teachers. So, you know, James, one of the things that's been such the, uh, the benefit that I can't list in the employee handbook is how much I've learned from them every single day since I started here. Um, if I'm being honest and candid, nothing in my career or education would have you would have said, oh, that's she's a perfect fit to work in real estate and hospitality. My degrees weren't in it. Um, but what they do is um, they have such vision. And I think going back to those everything yogurt days, you could see it then in 1976 to say, you know, you know what the fast food market is missing? Healthy food. You know, back in the 70s, when you would go to um, a fast food chain and just, you know, have very limited offerings, you wouldn't be getting a side salad. That's for sure. But um, Richard Nakotra saw an opening in the market, and that really has been the, the thing that has been the gem for them. So yes, your mom was 
wonderful in finding that, you know, working with them on that location for the mall. Their first location ever for their franchise was uh, near Wall Street in Manhattan. Um, so, you know, the magnificent thing is to see them, Staten Islanders, with, um, you know, taking loans, building a business through risk and hard work, yep. and building it to, as you said, a 400-acre, 500-employee, one-and-a-half-million-square-foot asset to our borough. And it, it truly is an asset. And, and to that end, uh, you guys, again, ahead of the curve, um, had participated and actually secured, I believe, Silver Lead certification on the, on the campus, which if you could speak a little bit more about the vision, uh, having an eye on health, wellness, environment, uh, that has really been woven into the, the Nakotra's uh, really DNA from, from Jump Street. It has been. I mean, as real estate developers, you don't think that the National Arbor Day Association is going to give you an award, but they did. They gave the Nacotras an Arbor Day Award because with um, one of their buildings, 1200 South Avenue, they lifted the steel over full growth, mature trees to build the building. And that is not something that real estate developers or contractors generally do. And certainly on Staten Island, we don't have a strong history of alignment with environmentalists. Um, we don't see that too often. So just driving down South Avenue, I think anybody, even if you don't have an experience in real estate, hospitality or environmentalism or horticulture, just drive down South Avenue and you'll see the difference. Um, you know, you see the medians filled with plants and flowers, you see the art, uh, you see how clean it is, and you see the full growth trees that allow for the sound barrier around the buildings, that allow our tenants to look out and feel like they're in a treehouse. So yes, we have a long history of that, and the Nacotras have led the way. The EPA also gave them an award a couple of years ago because during Superstorm Sandy, the fact that the Nacotras did not build on every square inch of property that they own allowed the water to um, flow into the wetlands that surround the corporate park of Staten Island. So we had no flooding issues during Superstorm Sandy, which says a lot for anyone who was on Staten Island during that time. It, so the newest building you referred to, Corporate Commons 3, which is the most expansive development they've ever entered into. And you know what? Add in building it during a pandemic. And it's uh, certainly going to be a couple of chapters in any book I write. But yes, it's a Silver Lead certified building. And we're so excited to bring so many of the environmental features. And if we have time, I can expand on those more later on. But um, any tenant of the corporate park has ample green space to work in and around and corporate commons three 40,000 square feet of a rooftop farm. Um, so, you know, I know I'm going to be up there with my laptop or my tablet working from there. Well, without question, I have one more follow up for you before we jump over to Gail. Um, you mentioned Superstorm Sandy, um, something that really has had a profound impact on so many of us as Staten Islanders. And, and you know, we all have, have stories and we, most of us really did rise to the occasion and do exceptional things. But what you guys did during Superstorm Sandy uh, and, and thereafter leading up to the marathon was, was remarkable. And that's something that um, maybe the entire audience isn't familiar with. Can you share with the audience, uh, you know, exactly what happened there with the, the marathon runners and, and, you know, the folks that were displaced? I sure can. You know, when Superstorm Sandy hit, I think that for a, for a couple of beats, it wasn't clear to the rest of 
New York, and even the rest of America, that some areas were hit harder than others. And certainly Staten Island was among the areas most hard hit. And what the Nicotras did is as people fled their uninhabitable homes to come and stay with us, um, which was about you know, a week or so before the marathon, the New York City Marathon, which of course is a big revenue driver for any hotel in the New York City area, especially on Staten Island because uniquely it starts here. So a lot of people do choose to stay with us overnight, the night before the marathon. So, you know, we had residents coming here saying, I'll sleep in the lobby. I just, I don't have a home. Not, not I can't get in my home or not my home has no electricity. I don't have a home. And so they were begging. Yeah. And the emotion and the need was overwhelming. And, you know, we are, we are a hospitality company. We're not first responders. So I don't want to overstate, but all of a sudden to be welcoming people who were in dire need was a life-changing experience. And the Nicotras started having our staff contact marathoners to say, don't come. We can't put you up. Because at that point, um, the mayor was still saying, and the New York Roadrunner Association, we were going to have a marathon because they did not know the extent of what was going on here. So I can't fault them. In hindsight, they didn't know. Once they understood, it was different. But Mr. Nicotra, outside in our parking lot, in an interview with New York One, stated in unyielding terms that we were not going to be turning away our neighbors to welcome marathoners. That was not going to happen. And you know, a hotel contract is just that, it's a contract. So once someone has a reservation, you're really not supposed to break it. Um, so he was, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Nakocha really took a chance, but they took a stand. And you know, um, I will tell you that I was just in my first few years of doing um, public relations work for them because I initially came to work on their foundation. And so I was newly minted as the spokesperson at that point. And we had media outlets from around the world contacting us to find out who was this person telling us, telling the world how bad it was here. And all of a sudden, um, they became the spokespeople to get attention for Staten Island. So James, I appreciate you remembering that. It's one story in many I have where the Nicotras took a stand that might not have been the smartest in terms of revenue, but it was the right choice in terms of the safety and security of our neighbors. And in the end, what are you left with but your community? So I was very proud to work for them then, and I am now, and it's very easy to tell their story because I'm super proud of it. Well, we, we <laughs> all were super proud of it and are super proud of it. Um, you know, during crisis is when the real leaders emerge and yes. you know, Richie and, and Lois have been leaders in the community forever, but as long as I can remember at least, and I've been in the business for 25 years plus or minus, but that was a, a moment where um, it was bad here. And, and they, they did not only stand up for the folks that had no, literally no place to go. I mean, we had some developers down along the corridor um, we were pre CFO, but the buildings were done. So we went to the building department and we're fighting with the building department, give us some sort of temporary occupancy. And, and we got it. And we allowed people to occupy these brand new buildings before we went to market because Wonderful. that's just, it's what you did. And not everyone did it. And not everybody was aware of how bad it was on Staten Island. So that's something that stuck with me. And, and when I heard that you were going to be joining us today, I said, 
if we talk about nothing else, that's something that I wanted to get back out there because it was truly a moment of, of real leadership at a time when we desperately needed it. So thank you. And thank you for the leadership. Thank you to the coaches for the leadership. You know, it, really an amazing moment in, in Staten Island's history. It, it truly was. Um, with that, I wanted to jump over if we could to Gail. So Gail, we've been uh, banking with you guys in, in you know different scales over decades now it's been. Uh, the bank has, I think at last count, somewhere north of $56 billion in assets, yet you have somehow managed to keep this massive institution grounded in the roots of Staten Island, and you have been able to really make the bank part of the, the fabric of Staten Island. How, how, do, how does that happen? I mean, that has to be quite an undertaking. Yes, but before I speak about that, there's many people that don't know my connection to the Nicotras, and my husband and I franchised uh, Brooklyn Bagel and South Philly Steaks and the Staten Island Mall from Richard Nicotra. So oh, wow. I bet a lot of people do not know that. We had that for about seven years. I love it, Gail. <laughs> we are very connected. I'll tell you in more ways than one. All right. My husband playing their wedding when he had his band. Yeah. And oh, we, wow. we franchise restaurants from them. So I just wanted to share that little little tidbit with you. <laughs> if we talk long enough, I feel like um, the Nicotras are like Kevin Bacon. Everybody's got a connection. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> love it. Gail and her husband are very dear to the Nicotras, <laughs> and they always speak whenever we see your husband. Every time it's you played at our wedding, and it's like yeah. such a beautiful bond. But Gail, we admire you so much and what you do for the community. Uh, I well, can't wait to hear more. Same about you, and same about the Nicotras. So yes, you are right. We are fifty. We are a fifty-six billion dollar bank, and we did. Um, uh, we do have the small time feel in the community. We, the, the bank, which I am extremely proud to be a part of, I have been working for the bank now for 27 years. And I started actually my career at the bank as a teller. And when you speak about uh, women in history, I have to say that I worked my way up from a teller to a senior vice president in this company. And this company, the sky is the limit. And, you know, women, men, it does not matter who you are, you know, uh, the, 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 the color of your skin, the nationality, you work hard, you have a passion, you will grow. I am so proud of the bank. I am very, very involved in the community and the bank has supported me in my efforts to support the many, many not-for-profits that I've been involved with. I mean, it, it really is the bank's mission to give back in the communities that we serve. We are located in five states. We're in Ohio, in Florida, in Arizona, in New York, and in New Jersey. We have, you know, they started back in 1859 uh, with one branch, and now we have 237 branches, 24-hour uh, banking, online banking, telephone banking. And the biggest thing I have to say is relationships. It's all about banking, is all about relationships. You call any of the branches, we pick up the telephone. You email us, we answer you. I'm a senior vice president. Anybody can have my direct line. I am there to help anybody and everybody. And I'm extremely proud. You know, I, I was always in my own business with my husband. We had a, a music store in Brooklyn for about 
seven years and we sold that business and we came to Staten Island. And from the music business, we went into the food business where we franchised those restaurants and we opened up carts. We had a cotton candy cart and a jelly apple cart that they came to us from the Staten Island Mall. They were doing a sidewalk sale and they asked us to participate. And it was really fruitful. So at that point, we went then to the South Street Seaport, to um, the Newport Center Mall, to the Brunswick Square Mall. And we had all these carts in the mall. And it, it was it was very good until, you know, one day my husband said, I have to go back into into my in the in the career that I loved, which is music. So at that time, we left the mall, we left the industry with food, and he went back into music. At that time, I said, that's your passion and your career. I, I've always taken care of the banking, the bookkeeping. I want to go into the bank. I want to go into banking. And I did, and I never looked back. From day one, when I was in training, I said, I found my passion. And I I just love what I do. And I love the company that I work for. I love what they do. I love how they support the communities, how they give back to the communities. Uh, I'm, I'm thrilled. And service, we want to service our customers. That's what it's all about. That's awesome, Gail. Um, I think, you know, what really sets a bank apart is what you spoke about relationships, because I know from my personal experience, I have you know, done business with some banks that that wasn't their number one focus. And it really makes a difference. If you work with a bank that cares about you, um, you're going to, you're going to stay with them. Um, I don't think people necessarily always realize how important relationships are. Um, but that's, that's so great to hear. Um, I know, you know, with everything with COVID and the PPP loans, um, I was on the front lines of handling the PP loans for mm -hmm. Cassandra Properties and our affiliate companies. And it was a lot of work. And I cannot imagine what it was like on your end to be, you know, getting this new program that I, I you guys had never done before, um, and then have to, you know, deploy it. Can you tell us a little bit about what that experience was like? Sure. You know, we became SBA seven lenders so that we can lend directly to our customers because we felt it was important to be there for our customers. Our mm -hmm. customers needed these loans and we wanted to be there to serve them. And we did. I, I don't have the exact number, but we did a lot of loans in the five states. I mean, we were there for our customers. We, we There was nobody that we turned down. Everybody who came to us received the loan. And now we're working wow. with the with the second uh, PPP loans. Wow. Uh, there aren't as many people that applied for the second as the first because the criteria is different. With the SPA, you have to have um, a 25% reduction um, in your sales uh, for 2020 versus 2019. So many people, you know, I'm happy to say are doing better. So they do not qualify for those loans. But anybody, all of our customers, uh, you know, who reached out to us, who didn't meet the criteria, we're there for them. We answer the telephones, we answer the emails. You know, I, I can't speak for other banks, but they pick up the phone and call, we're there. We're getting these loans through for them. We, we are, we're there to help them. We, we wanna see it through. You know, again, it's, it's not our loan, it's an SBA loan, it's their rules, but we're doing everything we can within our power to service our customers. Well, I, I can't tell you what it's meant to, to be a small business on the other side of this. Um, with a very uncertain future for quite a bit of time, uh, having banking partners that 
answered the bell because it was oh. a difficult time. I know it was a difficult time for you guys also with, with the programs being new and the legislation didn't quite fully bake exactly how this was supposed to roll out. So, right. um, you know, from our side, we appreciate, you know, when, when you have that opportunity and, and you have that partner, really, it wasn't an opportunity, but you have that kind of partner. It means a lot. Um, if I can. I, no, I was just going to say, I know, I'm sorry, it's cutting you off, but I know communication is key. And that is the biggest answer the phone, speak to people because people waiting and not getting any answer could be possibly the worst feeling. But we had people at the bank that were working round the clock. I mean, especially with the first go round, round the clock, they were working. There was no breaks. I'm telling Saturdays, Sundays, myself working, reaching out to the customer. We need this form. Customers running to their office on Sundays, but grateful that we were calling them to let them know that they, that they needed this form. So again, proud, proud to work for this company. Well, absolutely. Um, if I can, Chris, so, you know, we've, we've always taken a lot of pride in, in kind of getting out ahead of the market and doing things that uh, were ahead of, of trends or, or ahead of kind of quantified metrics. Mm -hmm. uh, and you guys over there, you know, long before everybody knows who WeWork is now, right? Like that's kind of a common thing. And it's, oh, well, it's the shared office model. Right. You guys did a whole building of shared office space, like way before that was a trend, before it was spoken of, before it was proven. Absolutely. Um, you we know. have the executive suites at two of our buildings. And since I have worked for the Nicotras, we have always been 100% leased in our executive suites. There's always a waiting list. And, you know, long before, I love that you said that, James, because I think if you're in this industry, you realize how prescient it was for the Nicotras to establish that nearly 20 years ago um, that they've had these executive suites, which before the word incubator was used, these were incubators for a lot of small businesses and brilliant in two ways. One, it allowed people to get out of their basement office, um, which I know a lot of people are working from home right now. And I love the flexibility and I love that people are more fluid, but what an office space does is it's almost like how you feel the difference between having sweats on and putting a tuxedo on. You know, it really gets your head in the game in terms of focusing on what you need to do next um, to put your best self forward. And I think the executive suites allowed a lot of small businesses that were in that gestation period to grow. And what's magnificent about being with the Nicotras is, again, they are teachers. So when people who are growing their business come to Lois and Richard and say, what do you think about this marketing idea? What they say is, why don't you talk to Christine? She'll help you grow your social media plan. Mm -hmm. um, or why don't you talk to our marketing team and we have a graphic designer. We can give you a, a little bit of help to get you started. And then the best part is that when they're ready to grow, they don't have to leave. They can grow right along with us. So they can grow into a new space and expand. And it's not as painful because they're, they have the consistency of being on South Avenue the whole time. So, you know, when we say we have relationship scale, I love that word. And I think, as, you know, we're talking about women in history. So or women's month, let's talk about relationships because a lot of times I think women and, you know, throughout my career, maybe, um, I've seen such change, you know, since I graduated from college and started working. And especially now that um, hospitality certainly is 
um, I think a traditional space for many women, but real estate and construction, you know, I still find quite often other than Mrs. Nakotra, I'm the only woman in, you know, in the construction <laughs> trailer or on the site. Um, and I feel like, you know, that relationship building, Gail, I love the con concentration on that because I think no matter what field you choose, your relationships can carry you through your career. And, you know, not to, not to shy away from it, right, Rebecca, not to shy yeah. away from it because you're a woman. I think, um, you know, if anything, I feel like it's our superpower and something Absolutely. that really is great to build on. And Mr. Nakotra often gives out a book. Um, and I have a book he gave me from 1998 when I first met him. Oh, wow. You know, he, he sent it to me in the mail <laughs> to date <laughs> ourselves, but it's, it's called The Power of Nice. And so when you think about that, how big oh, yeah. the company is and how fast it grows and all of the things they have on their plate, and yet they still encourage all of us to take the time to pause and to be nice. And there is such power in that. And whereas I think sometimes people think it's naive to take the time to build a relationship, Gail, I'm with you. There is not a tenant on South Avenue who does not have my cell phone number. Mm -hmm. Certainly they have the Nicotras. So, you know, we are an eyes open to eyes shut business. We never close. Um, so if you're awake, you're on call and you're ready to help somebody. But at the same time, it's generally always respectful because we have relationships with these people. They're not calling with a problem for the first time. Our tenants are calling knowing we will find solutions to help them. So I love, Gail, I, I kind of was cheering over here as you said that. Oh. <laughs> communication, relationships, taking the time to chat yeah. and, and to have that relationship, especially on Staten Island, which is our borough superpower, the small town in the big city. Without yes. a doubt. Um, sorry, James, to cut you off, but I wanted to go back because you touched on social media and yes. myself and the company are very active on the social media platforms. And I'm just wondering how has the digital world transformed the hospitality industry? Well, you know, I don't know about it. I, I feel like in a way it's been um, concurrently changing. So certainly marketing for hospitality, to, a lot of it does take place in relationship building with both current clients who have maybe celebrated something with us, but also prospective clients, people who are newly engaged, uh, parents looking for a place to um, celebrate a moment in their child's life. When they see images of our property and all of the beautiful outdoor spaces and the spacious indoor venues at Nicotra's Ballroom and above and at Lorenzo's Restaurant, it gives them an opportunity to envision themselves here without having to come. So I do think social media and just the way the world is now, and I, I think pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, people want to shop from the comfort of their sofa or their bed. Um, so social media gives us an opportunity to create that messaging, but we've also done it in a unique way. We create a relationship online. So Gail, going back to that word, I'm going to keep saying it, but you know, if people comment on our posts, we comment back because I view social media almost like it's my kitchen table. And if you're coming up and you're saying something to me, I'm not just going to sit stoically and not respond to you. Um, it's an opportunity for a conversation. So we have 22 different social platforms we have um, about 70,000 people that we're connected with on social. 85% of those people can drive to our property. So that's the strength of our social media. Because while I love to connect with people 
in Nebraska or Ohio or California, mm -hmm. I would much rather if they could drive to Lorenzo's and get our delicious burger and mm -hmm. pick it up for dinner. Or if they can give me a ring and say, you know, private message me on social and say, I'm looking to expand my office space. What do you have? Um, so that's the value for us in social media. And, you know, I was so it was so gratifying that um, in 2019, I got a private message from Facebook, which I ignored three times thinking it was spam. But they um, were contacting us to say that they had done an analytics study and our analytics were so positive and that our followers and connections were so engaged that they flew me to California to, um, yeah, to Facebook wow. headquarters. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, again, I ignored it. And then I actually <laughs> screenshot it and sent it, you know, like, don't pay attention to strangers on the internet. But this yeah. one time I did, um, I screenshot it and sent it to a friend of ours who works at Facebook. And I said, you know, is this real? And she said, immediately responds that you can't apply yeah. for this. They have to find you. So, you know, how gratifying it was to be one of 140 people from around the world selected. The only Amazing. ones from Staten Island, I think there were two from New York City. Um, so it was remarkable that our message of kindness, our connection with followers and growing the relationship through social media was what resonated and it got us all the way to Facebook. That's amazing. I, I didn't know that. So congratulations on that. You know, we're doing a lot of business coaching now and Becca's actually in the process of getting certified as a coach uh, because we've just derived so much value from it. And the common theme over and over and over is connect, connecting, yes. connecting and being kind and being present. And until you really step back and start doing some exercises, uh, which are obviously built to highlight those things, how it, you don't even realize sometimes how you lose that. You're, you're running so fast and you're trying to manage so many things. Um, and it's really important that we take the time to kind of step back, remember what's important and connect because it's, it's really through social and through uh, as we kind of come out of this Corona fog, you know, I, I believe that you had touched on something earlier, Chris, about uh, people working at home now. And I, I think that some of that is here to stay. I think that some folks are going to opt for a different way of living. But I also think that there is this spirit in us that wants to get back. We want mm -hmm. to get back into our offices. We want to connect. We, you know, and there's you can't put a price on uh, having a space like at Corporate Commons where you have the executive suites and you're entertaining clients and you have the ability to have them come to a well-known property with a well-known family. Uh, and you can present yourself in a different way, right? In a professional way. So I do think that there are some changes that are here to stay. I think the majority of us are just kind of yearning to get back to what life was pre-corona. You know, I think so, James. And again, to come back to being a, a woman and understanding things maybe in a unique way, Gail, I, I, I don't know if you remember this, but how many times were, were the cover of a magazine, it would say, you know, and I remember this like as a teenager, I would see the cover of a magazine, it would say, work-life balance, achieving work-life balance. And, you know, I very quickly realized that there is no work-life balance. There is work-life integration. There is, like, I am never not, the mother of my daughters. And I am never not the chief of staff. If you stop me and stop and shop while I'm picking out um, frozen broccoli 
and you want to talk about a sweet 16, I will put that broccoli down and I will talk to you about what room is best for your sweet 16. Um, I get it. I'll do the same if I'm in the shop right and somebody has a banking question. You know? right. so yeah. I get it. I live my roles 24 hours. Both, I think that's you know, all of them. Grandmother, wife, yes. banker. And I, I yes. take pride in that. And I encourage, um, you know, especially new professionals to understand that earlier than I did. I was always trying to figure out what is the balance? Why can't I achieve the balance? Because there is no balance. That's there is a really good point. There's an integration. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same with work life, James. I think you hit it. You know, my brother describes that he was working from home one day and he went out for a run and somebody ran past him and he unconsciously picked up his pace mm -hmm. to match the pace of the other person. Now, if you're running alone all the time, you know, maybe maybe you're that self-starter who picks up their pace on their own and sets new goals. But a lot of us, you know, you talk about life coaching. A lot of people seek coaching because they're unable um, to always realize their potential. And I think working collaboratively in an office helps you realize a greater potential, which is not to say it's not great to work in your slippers every now and then. Um, mm -hmm. But I do think for people who want to grow, push, you know, you don't build an empire alone. You just don't. Well, I, I couldn't agree more. So, Gail, I'm curious as you were, I didn't know that history about the franchising with you. So uh, if you could just go back, you know, in time a little bit, how does that kind of leap happen in uh, where you, you've got the businesses for yourself, your husband is a musician. Uh, how, how did you land at banking and, was there a series of different banks in that chain or is this where you kind of landed from Jump Street and that was it? Yeah, this is where I landed from Jump Street. I came to Richmond County Savings Bank and my career has been here. So it's been my own business. And then and then this bank, of course, we, uh, we merged with New York Community Bank. But it was my we I had my own business because my husband comes from a family. His parents had their music store and they always had their own business. So my husband had we had a music store in Brooklyn and he also had his own bands. He started out working for someone and then he always wanted to do it by himself. Didn't want to work for anybody, wanted to work for himself. So I worked alongside of him. Uh, then we came to Staten Island. We sold our business in Brooklyn. We moved to Staten Island. We wanted a better place to raise our family. We had a, a small son at, at that. We had two small children at that time. We moved to Staten Island. We looked at the greenery here and the baseball fields and thought this would be just a fantastic place to raise our families. And at that time, my husband was a musician playing, you know, working money that way, but we sold the, the business. So he was looking for something else to do besides just you know, playing music. And um, he ran into, um, at that time, one of Richard's partners and who, who, who told him that he was selling the one of the businesses in, in the mall. And my husband, had, we had a neighbor who worked in the food industry and his business, he lost his business because that he lost his job because the business closed. So my husband said, why don't you look into this? You know, Nicotra is selling the Brooklyn Bagel and South Philly Steaks. He set up the meeting. He introduced them. And he was very excited, our neighbor. And he looked at it, but he couldn't do it alone. He needed a partner. So he came to my husband and said, why don't you become partners with me? You're really not doing anything right now. And my husband said, what do I know about the food industry? And he said, I will teach you. So there we go. It's the four of us. 
the other couple and my husband and I, we went into the food business and here I was doing everything. I mean, we're making tuna salad and chicken salad and I'm making steaks. And I mean, I bagels, I'm, I'm doing it all as the owner of the business. And then we went into the food, we went into the carts because we felt that that was, you know, a great um, spinoff with the restaurants. And then at that time, my husband just decided that it was good for the seven or eight years that we did it, but he really wanted to go back into music, which was which is his true love and his passion. And I said, that's great for you because that's your passion. And I understand it and I get it, but I'm going to find my passion, I said. And so I walked, just walked into the bank and started. And I'm telling you from training on, I said, this is where I want to be. And that was 27 years ago. And I, I this... This my career here, uh, which started as a job and turned into a career, has been such a big part of my life. I can't even imagine my life without it. I mean, I have a passion for what I do. I have a passion for for my company because I believe in what they do. I think that they are tremendous supporters of the community. Look, the foundation came out of this bank. Uh, Mr. Manzuli, who was the president of Richmond County Savings Bank, when we went public, started the foundation. Our Richmond County Savings Bank Foundation has given away more money than any other foundation on this island. So to be a part of that is just tremendous in and of itself. And Gail, for I, I years I was I a fundraiser. We, you know, I know the nonprofit community was very grateful and very dependent on the funding that you gave. So I, you know, applaud you uh, and and your employer because for many years Staten Island was not getting grants off island. So for fundraisers, mm -hmm. it was very important to have those local funders. No, it, the foundation is just tremendous. And then I and then through my work at the bank, I became involved in the community by serving on boards, chairing. I'm, I'm Sunrise Day Camp. If you know what Sunrise Day Camp is. Amazing. I've, I've been involved since inception. I've been the uh, well, right now I co-chair with my husband and Gary and Annette and Julie are very good friends. So we we co-chair. Uh, the walk. They have joined us this year. I have been doing it since inception. And it, it's it's a tremendous feeling. It is everything that I have done in the community. Um, the light the night walk I chaired. I was past president of the JCC. I'm involved in the Chamber of Commerce, the South Shore bid. But everything that I have been involved in, I feel that I have gotten back so much more than I have given, which is amazing. But it has helped me professionally and personally. Professionally, I have met wonderful, like-minded people who want to give back to the community. And I respect those people greatly. And I've met them. And so it's helped me professionally, you know, with business accounts, meeting business prospects. And it's helped me personally feel great about what I'm doing for the community. And I would not have done any of that had it not been for Richmond County Savings Bank New York Community Bank. They have supported my endeavors. They have supported, they have gotten behind me. They have seen the value in it and they have taught me and I have grown tremendously being a part of this bank. So tremendous. That's awesome, that Gail. I mean, that's just, what a story. And there's so much um, 
community work that you both have done. And one of the things that I just wanted to touch on real quick um, is I wanted to applaud James and the company for doing the same thing. You know, giving back has always been a really big part of Cassandra Properties and part of, you know, James' passion. And a couple of years ago, we decided to kind of formalize it. And we started this season of giving. And James and I kind of came up with the idea after, you know, kind of figuring out what would be best for the community. And we decided around Christmas time to uh, donate to several charities. And um, it has been an amazing experience. I, I would like to say that I think, and, and I think James would agree with me, I think we get more out of it than the recipients oh, yeah. do. Yes. Um, it's just, it, it really mm -hmm. is an absolutely amazing thing that we do as a company. And um, Chris, I know that, thanks. Um, I know that you, um, you are the executive director of the Lois and Richard Nakotra Foundation. Yes. Um, so can you tell me like, what has been one of your greatest experiences with that? Uh, well, the Nakotra is first of all, the education, again, going back to the first thing I said, <laughs> it's taught me what a social enterprise is. So we're the only social enterprise uh, business on Staten Island and a social enterprise is many people know Newman's own and the popcorn and the salsa as the most famous social enterprise, but modeled on that business model where the Nicotras gave $1.6 million to open the Commons Cafe, which is located at 2 Teleport Drive and has a quick service menu that harkens back to their everything yogurt days. We've got great burgers and coffee and salads and yogurt, yes. Um, and we give 100% of the profits away, which means the Nicotras don't take a penny of profits. They're operating a business and with all that takes, you know, the accounting support, the marketing support, the guidance, we have uh, weekly revenue meetings, but they give 100% of the profits away. So to date, they've given back to the Staten Island community more than a million dollars. Uh, and that goes to grants to nonprofits. We've worked with more than 400 nonprofits. And I think the most impactful thing I can share, Rebecca, is um, the Nicotras very early on. And again, I came, I was a fundraiser for the majority of my career. And one of the things that I always felt a little sad about when I used to raise money for, uh, I worked at St. John's University, there was a little bit sometimes of a disconnect between the donor and the recipient. And so I said to the Nicotras early on, would you consider hosting events where you give the fundraising and we do hand-to-hand -hand philanthropy? So every single check we've given out, every grant check and every scholarship to their employees, children and grandchildren, the Nicotras have placed from their hand to the recipient's hand. So we, Fantastic. It, is, mm -hmm. it is powerful. It mm -hmm. is impactful, not just for the Nicotras, but for the community that gathers. And I say, it's almost like a little chamber of commerce for nonprofit groups. They interact with each other and they realize that there are many people sitting in the Staten Island boat with the oar in the water pushing forward. There are many people with that oar in the water and they're rowing together. And they look around and have a special opportunity to gather at the Commons Cafe. And soon we'll gather at Pienza Brick Oven Pizza, which will be the second social enterprise eatery opening in the in Corporate Commons 3 later this year. Um, so we will double our giving from the Nicotra Foundation. So um, when you say what's most impactful, luckily I get to experience that twice a year at our grants ceremonies when we get to see everybody. And those envelopes go from Lois and Richard Nakocha's hand into the recipient's hand. And then I had one of my former students, um, Joe Day, because I taught as an adjunct professor at St. John's for more than 15 years. One of my former students contacted me. He saw the philanthropy that the Nakochas were doing. 
and he wanted to emulate it and add to it. So he gave us a grant so we could do a pay it forward grant. So everyone who gets a foundation check also gets an American Express gift card so that they can become the donor and they get to choose where they want that money to go. Very nice. I mean, so if you talk about a full circle moment for mm -hmm. a successful um, former student of mine to be connected with me on social media, we talked about the importance of relationship uh -huh. building. And I will, you know, we're talking about a long lifespan here of careers, <laughs> but you know, 20 years after he graduates, contacts me to say, I would like to do what the coaches are doing. Can you help me do it? And how wonderful that we were able to help him. The Nicotras were open to that. So not only are they giving back, they're giving forward. I feel like the ripple is establishing Joe. He already is a philanthropist, you know, so another generation of philanthropist is born. So uh, I, I can't believe that, you know, 45 minutes has flown by like this. <laughs> and we have to wrap up. I just wanted to make two, one point, And then Gail, I had one more question for you. Um, I've been to literally, it, it feels like Christine, hundreds of events uh, on the, you know, with the various properties in, in the portfolio. And I, I honest to God cannot remember one single time that Lois and Richard together or Lois or Richard did not stop at the event. I literally cannot remember one. Well, so we miss everyone. And I always say the Nicotras are uh, Staten Island's longest serving non-elected public servants because we love to do good things. We love Staten Island. We have a Facebook group called Love Staten Island. We love it. But they are also born innkeepers. They literally, to me, they take uh, two large properties. They're Hampton Inn and Suites and the Hilton Garden Inn. And Gail, I almost feel like they're um, bed and breakfast innkeepers, right? They're, yes. <laughs> they're there waving when All you the time. Or come in. Yeah. And you know, Gail... Um, we miss seeing you. You're always at, I feel like you're at every event. <laughs> I try. Um, if there was a clock to punch here, Gail, you'd be the most uh, frequent flyer. And James, you as well. It's We miss everybody. So we're so looking forward to swinging the doors open and seeing everybody again soon. Oh, same here. Same here. Can't wait. Yeah, without without question. All right. So look, the, the, this was about getting together with amazing women in the community mm -hmm. that are doing amazing work. Uh, literally could not have picked two better candidates to share this podcast with. Uh, Christine, how do how do folks get a hold of you? Well, you can find me on social media at, under Christine Garlisi. That's Christine with a K, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-G-A-R-L-I-S-I. -I -I. Or you know what? Give me a call, 718-477-2100, extension 231, 718-477-2100, extension 231. And once we reopen in full, which is just around the corner, I'll be right by the front desk waving at you as you walk into the Hilton Garden Inn. Well, we look forward to it. And Gail, <clears throat> if people want to uh, do business with the bank, where do they start? Do they reach out to you or do they reach out to their local branch? How do they get that going? They, yeah, I mean, they can walk into their local branch and speak to somebody at the platform uh, for any of their needs. And if it, if it needs to be if, if what they need uh, can't be done at the branch level, then the manager will reach out to me if they need something else, but uh, they can definitely walk in. We have 20 branches on Staten Island. So we're, we're all over the place right now in Staten Island. We are very convenient. I mean, our hours were changed due to COVID. Uh, we did go from, we had branches at one time that were open till 9 p.m. at night. We had two branches 
Right now, the branches Monday through Thursday are open nine to three. And starting this Friday, we're opening nine to five for all of our branches. That's great. Well, ladies, this was uh, a really enjoyable chat. Uh, I want to say a special thanks to Cesar Claro and his team for pulling this together for us. Um, Christine, Gail, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, looking forward to getting back to normal and seeing you again on a regular yes. basis. Uh, everybody yeah. out there, as always, appreciate the time and, and appreciate the comments and the feedback. Uh, everyone, please stay safe.